Well, hello, folks. This is Claude with the Firmamental Podcast, and I have a special announcement for you. As the world spirals into craziness all around us, the need to keep Jesus Christ at the center of our lives is becoming more and more obvious. So, the Firm Fam has joined up with the folks at includingchrist.com. It's a family-ran art store that aims to help others include Jesus Christ in their daily lives. With items to fit any budget, includingchrist.com is a great place to help you bring the light of Jesus Christ into your life. Just recently, I listened to the Andrew Huberman podcast, and he mentioned that journaling can not only help you get better mental clarity and better focus in your daily life, but it also helps you on a physiological level. If you want to, you can check out that podcast. But because of that, I've started journaling. And I'm happy that I started journaling because includingchrist.com actually has its own journals custom made for you. They're beautiful and they make amazing gifts, especially with the Christmas season coming up. Use promo code FIRMA, all caps, for 5% off site-wide. That's FIRMA, F-I-R-M-A, all caps, for 5% off site-wide. And without further ado, let's get on to the show. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Firmamental Podcast with your boys, Alex and Raul. Uh, welcome back for another great night. We have a very special guest. I've been on this gentleman's podcast. He's a fellow podcaster in the truth community. He's also another one of uh, George Hobbs' protégés and uh, been a previous guest on the Flat Earth Files and had a tremendous episode on that show. Um, go ahead and say what's up to the Firmamentalist, Alex going on for mentalists have a great night and uh have some fun tonight with uh, our buddy cliff yeah there he goes man he just mentioned our guest name tonight we got cliff steven from the truth to faith podcast uh up in boston massachusetts uh got the wonderful bostonian accent man i, I love it um i've been on this gentleman's podcast and now he's jumping on with us so uh you know, uh, reminder, go check out the website, thefirmamentalpodcast.com. Go check out the, the shop that's there. Um, go check out the new features, cop some gear for the holidays for yourself or your loved ones, and use that new email that we're going to be using in the show. It is firmamentalpodcast at gmail.com. That's going to be a one, one all email that we'll all have access to. And don't forget to leave speak pipe messages. And we will play those on an upcoming episode. So Firmamentalist, you can hear yourself live on a Firmamental podcast. So with no further ado, let's roll into tonight's guest. Say what's up, Firmamentalist, to Cliff Steven, host of the Truth to Faith podcast. How you doing, my brother? All right, man. Pleasure to be here. You, you know, I mean, um, we've been having some schedule difficulties, but I'm, I'm glad we was able to lock it down and I could come on and, you know, talk it up with you guys. Oh uh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, real life happens. We had to reschedule, but I'm glad to have you here with us now. We kind of like, we were going to kick the camp further down the road and we said, no, nah, we got an open slot. Let's get them in. So we're getting it in. So uh, let them know a little bit about yourself, man. Tell them a little bit about, you know, how you became a truther, you know, how long you've been a flat earther and what inspired you to, to start this podcast and let them know about your podcast, man, because you have some tremendous episodes and uh, talk about that. Talk about some of your favorite episodes and a little bit about your your truth journey. 
All right, yeah, so my name is Cliff Steven. Um, like Raul said, I'm the host of the Truth to Faith podcast. Um, basically, in 2012, like when the Mayan thing was going on, I that's when I kind of started getting into conspiracies. And, you know, I could kind of see where the government was going. And I just started putting it on my heart, like, you know, it's getting close, it's getting close. And, uh, you know, I, wa I used to watch some stuff then, and then I kind of fell away from it for a few years. And then when COVID hit, I started going down the rabbit holes. You know, I started on the, a dark one, uh, the child trafficking. And I was already highly stressed from the COVID. And I was getting, you know, flack at work. You know, I was fighting with management, fighting with the union. And now then I'm going down this rabbit hole, which is like so dark in the elites. And, you know, there's that video of the lady who slips up. Oh, we eat babies. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, what? I was like just so out of it. And so I started diving down a bunch of stuff. And then the last one was Flat Earth. And a, a buddy of mine was like so adamant about it. And I'm like, I'm not watching that, dude. I ain't checking it out. Like, I'm all set. And even though I know the world's a stage and they lie about everything, I still couldn't wrap my mind around that. And then I just was, I was, I was watching the Fact Hunter or listening to it. And then, you know, Flat Earth Files popped up. I was like, all right, let me just check it out. And it was the episode with, um, who was it? I don't know, some big flat earth. I had him on my show. I can't think of his name. <laughs> so I listened to that and it was all making sense. And I was I started to believe and I was like, wow, this this might actually be real. And then, you know, I went to a buddy's house and he showed me the rocket get shot up with the camera and it hit the firmament. And I was like, so it just made total sense for some reason in my mind, like all the other conspiracies that was like, that was the cherry on top. And my, like, it just blew my mind. And like, I walked outside and I'm sweating and like, I'm overheating and then boom, I get this big bright light comes and I feel this like abundance of love that I've never felt. And like, I knew I was in the presence of Jesus and I watched a video earlier, and again, this the girl. This girl had the same experience, and she, like the way she described it was exactly how I felt. I instantly felt not good enough. I instantly hit my knees, and uh, you know, it went on for a little while. But you know, to see God realizing that the Earth is flat, that space is a lie, and then I had seen God, I was like, you know. It was special. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow, dude. Um, it does floor you. For me, it wasn't so instantaneously, uh, but I did pick up on, on like, wow, man, this very well could be. And, you know, it took me probably like five, six episodes and watching videos and then ordering one of the books he recommended. And then like, but when it hit me, it hit me and I was like, bro, I'm sold on this. But I think you're you're like you're like me, right? This this hits you and it it changes your perspective, it changes scripture, it changes everything. So what really inspired you to get to where you're at now where you're like, man, I want to do a podcast about this. So like 
I'm not even, I like not a people person. I, I'm a really shy person. I don't like opening up to people. But uh, I wanted, you know, I want people to be saved. You know, for me, when I realized the earth was flat and space was fake, and then I listened to uh, Josh Monday do his biblical flat earth, and I heard mm. that. For me, in my mind, it proved there is a God without a doubt, you know, and I just was like, you know what, I want to lead people to the truth, people like me, you know, lifetime sinner, you know, poor person, like street guy, like if I could be saved and realize all this stuff, I'm like, you know what, I got to walk through my fears. And I kept pushing it off, pushing it off. And then I went on Flat Earth Files and that kind of gave me a boost. And then you were so nice. Um, Josh Monday, like you guys were so welcoming. Not like, oh, this might be competition. Like, no, nah, yo, this is how we do it. You know, and now I was like, wow, you know, that's where I'm from. People don't help for no reason. You know what I mean? There's always a motive. So to so have yeah. you guys that kind of love. You know, I was like, I'm doing it. That's it. I, I don't care. I got to do it. Yeah, man. For the listeners, for the firmamentalists, dude, like when uh, I heard Cliff on Flat Earth Files, all the episodes that moved me, I usually reach out to them. And I think maybe I had started Firmamental or it was just, it was a seedling or it was a thought baby, or I think maybe I had a few episodes and I reached out to you and uh, we started communicating and I think you gave me your number and I called you on the phone and and I was really moved by like your heart, man. You just have this tremendous heart and you, you like your story about like protecting people that were bullied and stuff. It just really resonated with me. And I remember, I remember calling you on the phone and it was like slow at work. And I hit you up when I was on patrol and like, I was like patrolling, uh, my, my post. And, uh, we had this conversation on the phone and I remember telling you, man, you, you know, you should do this and giving you advice and, and where to start. And, uh, you know, telling you to hit up Claude and, and I'm, I'm proud to see what you've been doing, man, because you're doing big things. And I think you have a tremendous show and you're onto something. And, and it truly is this, this true community. It's, I used to be in the hip hop underground hip hop game. It was cutthroat. The music industry is ugly, you know, egos or egos reign supreme. And in this, it's kind of like, man, if you're successful, we're successful. If we're successful, you're, you're, you're successful. And because ultimately what it really comes down to is waking people up and getting the truth out there. And so if we do it one person at a time, 10 person at a time, or we wake up hordes of people at a time, you know, it's happening and that's how it happens. So we're, I'm, I'm proud of you and the work you're doing, man. So tell them a little bit more about the truth to faith podcast, you know, about how many episodes you have and let them know about some of your bangers. Yeah. So I got, um, so that, the. Uh... The Flat Earth guy I was talking about was Flat Earth Dave. You know, I should have remembered that. Yeah, but, uh, I was going to say Flat Earth Dave, too. Yeah, he's yeah, been on our show, too. Actually, our most listened to episode, probably yours, too. Huh? Same. Yeah, he, I, that was like by far. And, and again, him, he, you know, he's well, well recognized. He could have been like, you know, I'm not doing your podcast. Who are you? But he wasn't. He was well, like so nice, you know. And uh, yeah, my podcast basically. Like I, like I said, I want to reach the people, you know, I want Christians to listen, but I want like those people who are like me, city guys, sinners, you know, I want to try to save a few of those people. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I was trying to figure out the name and it kind of just like, I, I heard it, 
you know, truth to faith. And because that's really my story. I went down all those rabbit holes, even the dark ones. And when I, like I said, flat earth was like it and it all made sense. So I like to try to have people on who could, you know, better describe things and, you know, hopefully show some people to the, the you know, the way to the truth. Yeah, man. I know when I went on your show, uh, what I did was p- pretty much give my personal testimony and I aired it all out there. You know what I mean? Because I'm a lot like you, brother. You know what I mean? I, I, I've i been saved by the grace of God and all power and glory to him. But, uh, you know, for mentalists, is for everybody. But if we can uh, lead people to the hand of Jesus, man, that's even more tremendous. But, uh, you know, I'm down to talk to anybody, people with different points of view. And, and a lot of people, every guest brings something unique to the table. And we've learned something from everybody that's come on the show. Um, yeah, man, just let them know a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, your, your upbringing and some of like, some of these things that you went through and, and obviously, uh, you know, what, when did you get saved? Actually, I wanted to ask you. So, so I, I was born and raised, uh, Catholic and, um, you know, every time I'd get in trouble or something or have to go away for treatment. Um, there was always somebody reading the Bible next to me, you know, and I look back and I know God, I know God has sheltered me my whole life. You know, I've always had a relationship with him. And, um, yeah, so through all my life, I would have always have people trying to lead me to God, but I just wouldn't listen. And then, like I said, when this COVID thing happened, you know, I made a bad decision. I had seven years of sobriety. And I relapsed, you know, I crashed the truck, lost the career. Um, but at that time, I, w- I was so lonely and lost. Like, I, I felt no love. Um, I was just lost. Like, I was just yearning for God. And where I am now, you know, I'm getting by and stuff. And that was three years ago. I have a great relationship with God. Um, and I'm happy today, you know. I'm happy with being a dad, and now that I, once I realized God loved me, loves me the way he does, it changed my life. You know, it gave me confidence, and it helped me release a lot of these negative feelings of when I was younger. Yeah, man, it's amazing because he calls you the way you are, right? It's not like, get right and then join my family. It's like, come as you are and I will transform you. And that's where the true power of God and the glory of Christ and the Holy Spirit really shines through is when you see somebody who's been through the ringer and you see their transformation process, that's where the testimony and that's where we can pull other people out of the darkness. So so props to you, man. And I also do when I listen to your episode and, and I listen to your podcast and I listen to you talk about being a father and your relationship that you have with your daughter, it's absolutely beautiful. So, uh, so props to you, my friend. And uh, <clears throat> I know we got Alex with us, man. Um, I'm going to have him jump in here. What, feel free to jump in and ask Cliff any questions you have. But uh, <clears throat> obviously, man, you have a Truthers uh, podcast. Uh, tell them about some of the subject matter that you covered besides Flat Earth. Yeah, so I've done like um, what I do. I, I did have one on Bigfoot. I had an author on. Um, Jason McCain, because I've always been fascinated with Bigfoot. I don't know what it is because I love all that mysterious things, you know, and I, I, ever since I was a child, I never doubted it. I don't know why. 
And, you know, what he said was this world is so much more supernatural. You know, we see it as like go to work and, you know, they, 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 our society's laid out. So we're trapped basically in our mind. But the truth is like things are so much more crazier than we, you know, it's like a Narnia movie or Harry Potter. Like that's, that's the way I think it really is, you know? Yeah, I know you've done that episode. I listened to that episode. It was very interesting. And uh, I know you probably done some on some of the other stuff. You know, you said it was kind of this child trafficking thing, too. They got you started down the rabbit hole and studying the elites and, and the power structure behind our world. You know, I'm sure you did the 9-11 thing and, and uh, you know, JFK, some of the other big ones. And, you know, learning about Hollywood elites and adrenochrome and you know, uh, who's, who's really the, you know, the hidden hand, you know, causing these wars and the banking system. I mean, it just goes on and on. Right. But when you start to tie these, these, these pieces together, it creates this tapestry. And the one thing that I really got to say is I think a lot of people get discouraged when they start researching this stuff and it's overwhelming and, and it can fill you with anxiety and fear. For me, though, that's where having Jesus with me through the whole process made it easier to process because I know who's supremely in control and I know what's done in the darkness will be brought to the light. So I'm so happy to be a part of the light, bringing all this stuff out of the, you know, exposing what's happening in the darkness and bringing it into the light so people could see it for what it is. Um, yeah. So tell us about uh, some of your other favorite guests that you had on the show and, you know, whatever else you want to get into. And maybe we could do some. Uh, yeah. Flatter. Yeah, I'm having um Thursday, I'm having on Ryan Peterson. He wrote a couple books about the fallen angels. Um, my cousin's gonna come on. He had a near-death experience where he crashed his truck and he was literally seeing himself from above. And uh he spoke to God and God showed him he had just lost his youngest daughter in a fire three days before this, and he had one of the yeah, it's terrible. And uh, he had one other daughter, and he when he crashed three days after this fire, God showed him, like, if I take you now, this is what's going to happen to your daughter. And he's seen her whole life. So he's going to come on and talk about Yeah, I'm tuning into that one, bro. That sounds tremendous, man. You know, I really did that whole thing with uh, the NDEs, near-death experiences, and I... I used to be addicted to watching those things on YouTube, bro. And there are some powerful testimonies, man. So, so there's some people that I would like to actually track down and talk to about that too. So, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to hear that one. Uh, the fallen angel thing. That's a, that's a, that's right up my alley too, man. So awesome, dude. Yeah. I honestly, like, for me, I think the fallen angel thing, like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like, like you said, that adrenochrome stuff. Like that, that stuff's been going on since, you know, them times, you know, thousands of years ago. And I truly believe like our, the elites, I think they do seances and stuff and they talk to these fallen angels and, you know, just like they did back then in the Bible, it says the fallen angels, you know, went to this family and they said, we want to marry your sister. So they yeah. allowed the fallen angel to marry the sister. And then they gave them technology. You know, one was a metal urgist and, you know, one 
did this and one did that. And I, I believe it's still going on today. You know, I think they're still talking to these fallen angels and that's, they hate us, you know, because God made us like him, we can create. And I don't think they can do that. So they hate us for that. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, they, it says like in the book of Enoch that they taught us, you know, the, the secrets of heaven, you know, they, they taught us alchemy. They taught us war. They taught us vanity. They taught us about, you know, uh, you know, impure sex acts, they corrupted humanity, you know, and they created, they had this offspring that was never meant to exist. That was taking over the earth and enslaving humanity. And they were never meant to have dominion over the earth that was given to man alone. Right. So God wiped them out with the flood. And you have the Nephilim, which are the disembodied spirits that roam around. And I think when people are into divination and summoning, that's what they're actually contacting is these disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. But then you also still have the physical fallen angels who are eternal beings, right? But I believe that they're where? Inside of the earth. And I think these things are, you know, is that what extraterrestrials could be? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, and that could possibly be what our, our governments are are in contact with and deep underground military bases and where we got a lot of our technology from. And I think they're making a, their second attempt on humanity. Right. And I think that's why they're big into genetics. I think that's why they're big into transhumanism and creating these GMOs. And Jesus himself told us when the son of man returns, it'll be as in the days of Noah. So I think that we're starting to see the reemergence of these things, the reemergence of these spirits. And I think through transhumanism and eventually disclosure, bro, it's like on the doorstep, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a crazy time to be alive. And like you said, when I first started going down it and I didn't have Jesus, man, I was afraid every day. I was thinking like, how am I going to protect my daughter? You know, but now that I'm, I'm saved and I, I have Jesus in my life and I have a relationship, it doesn't scam me because I know who wins. You know, I know who's going to win in the end, no matter what happens. Even though I'm still just in case, you know, we get raptured a little late, you know, I, I have a little storage food. Yeah, no, dude, it's better to have and not need than need and not have, right? And I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, it's good to be prepared. It's good to, uh, you know, uh, not be walking around in denial, right? But also we know that God will always provide a way for us. You know, he's the cheat code in the matrix and and that's definitely one of the things for myself where he proved his power and authority to me was through some of my paranormal uh, experiences that I've had. And especially this huge UFO that I've seen in northern New Mexico that at the time I didn't know. I felt like we we're, thank God I wasn't by myself. But I felt like we were going to get abducted in the northern mountains of New Mexico. And when I started to pray in his name and this thing broke apart and flew away and vanished in thin air, that's when I was like, whoa. Like, I will never question you. I will never question the authority of your name. I will never question your power. You know, you, he's revealed himself to me in multiple ways. But when he did that, it's like, wow, we have the power. You know what I mean? And I recently heard something on a podcast. And I heard you mention Josh Monday too, by the way, which uh, I become boys with through Instagram. We've been talking to and uh, I've been sent chat messaging back and forth with him. He's an awesome dude, bro. And but yeah. we can't get him because of conflict of our schedules and the holidays where he's coming on in early January. So look out for Mementalist. We will be uh uh doing an episode with Josh Monday. But I think I'm gonna get his brother, his co-host Jason is his brother. He I think he's gonna come on in December. He said he's willing to come on before his brother. So we'll probably get a couple a couple episodes in with those dudes. So shout out to them. But I heard recently on a podcast, I don't 
I think it might have even been his. You know, a shout out to them, by the way. Uh, Josh went in Christian Christian Conspiracy Podcast, man. Those dudes just hit two hundred thousand downloads. So you know, props wow, to them and the Truth Community and and making awesome stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I heard this thing about uh, you know, alien abduction, and it was fascinating because the person made the point that it's always non Christians who get abducted. Like it's not really known that Christians get abducted. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't touch us. They don't have the authority to. But people that don't have that spiritual protection of the Holy Spirit are open to these demonic attacks because really that's what they are. And isn't it funny that people that get abducted by aliens that have woke up during the experience always say that they see these hybrid creatures of the fallen and the and, and human beings, you know, like these hybrids, you know. And I think that's what's really going on. I think not only are they do they feast on. Uh, on blood and our adrenaline and they get off on it. And so do these elites, right? But they also are into genetics because they're outnumbered by God's legion. So they have to amass this hybrid army to wage war in the end times. That's what I think it's really all about. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like what, when you know space is fake to me, that's a huge um, advantage because like I got lost in the ancient alien things and then, you know, Space is crazy ongoing. So I'm like, how could there be a God? And once you know there's no space, it just makes total sense. They're going to use aliens. It, it has to do some of the great deception and the Antichrist. I, I truly believe that because if people believe that these aliens come down, you know, if you look back in ancient Greeks, you know, and they had the gods then. They might come back as something different to try to confuse people, you know, right before Jesus comes. Oh, I, I think so, you know. And uh, I mean, imagine if the rapture did happen and, and and a ton of people disappear, you know, and then they can stage these things. And with, uh, you know, these beings emerging and disclosing themselves and along with the governments and their technologies and, and, and artificial intelligence and Project Bluebeam. They could pull off this mass deception and say, you know, it was an alien invasion or this and that. And even Reagan back in the 80s, right, said if the world was under threat of an alien attack, we would come together as a one world. And, you know, they've been this agenda has been in the elite's ideology and plan for a long time. Just like they just like Albert Pike talked about in Morals and Dogma, using uh, Judaism, Christianity and Islam to to wage the final war, you know, that will usher in the new world order. You know, these people have been, this has been a slow cook. This has been a slow burn, but I think we're getting to the time where things are being accelerated. And I really do think that they're shooting for like 2030, but I do believe it's also podcasts like this, podcasts like yours, George Hobbs, Josh Monday, White Rabbit, you know, Tinfoil, whatever, you know, uh, the confessionals, all these great podcasts where you're getting all this information, just spanning out and, and opening up people's minds. I think that we could really push and make them kick their can further down the road. But I honestly believe that God's leaving it up to us, his extension on earth. He lives and dwells inside of us. I think he's giving us the authority to rebuke these things on his behalf. And I think we can bring a, a, a stage, uh, a, a bring back in peace and a, uh, what are the, what do you call it? I, I, I would say a, a great, um, revelation or evolution of the church and and a, an uprising of the holy spirit where tons of people get saved and if we can expose the wizard from behind the curtain and people can wake up to things like flat earth 
then we can expose that we've been lied to. And if we can expose that we've been lied to, then we can replace these people, right? We can rebuild our, our society and we can have, uh, we can have this dude. It's, but it's up to us to, to win the fight. And we win it with the sword, which is the truth with our words, right? I mean, there might come a time where we have to physically defend ourselves, you know, but I think until then, man, the best way to do it is with this and this, you know, our mind and our heart, our soul, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, um, yeah, I think that I don't, I don't know if we, I, I, I'm hoping like you said, because you know, the oil conspiracy theories, like that's common talk now. I think if we get to that point with flat earth, I think it's going to wake up a lot more people. Cause for me, that's, it really is. That's once you know that, that space is fake and you can't go there. To me, I think that's the key. And I hear a lot of conspiracy theorists, truth is, and podcasts, and they know everything, but then they're still talking about space. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to give it a chance. Like Josh was talking to the guy I'm talking to um, Thursday, and Josh is bringing up you can't go to space. And every time the guy laughed at him because, you know, some people just don't want to look at that subject. You know, uh, Alex, man, always talks about, uh, you know, how these people, and I, I'll let him speak for himself, but, you know, he, me and my brother always talk and he talks about how he thinks, you know, we kind of think that it's these people are still living this, this dream, you know, it's, it's like this dream to them, like, you know, oh, I can grow up and be an astronaut and I can, I can be this explorer and explore the cosmos. And they grew up watching these science fiction films and they still think that there's a shred of that we can have those experiences ourselves, But like you say, to me, man, a flat earth, the knowing that we are protected and guarded by the firmament and that, that the, the celestials were specifically made for us and it's a sky clock is way more tremendous than thinking like, oh, we could just get hit by some meteors or invaded by, invaded by some species from, from light years away or something. You know what I mean? Like there's something so beautiful and, 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 and awesome about knowing the truth. And you're right, man. I mean, even like, uh, dude, the video of Elon Musk rocket the other day, dude, that clearly hit water, right, bro? And like, yeah. I think what the darkness is, right? It's funny because I see even pictures like they show like the Red Bull jump, right? The guy standing on the pillar. How come you're not looking around in outer space and showing us what's going on? It's just blackness. How come we're seeing stars everywhere from Earth? But when you guys go up into space, we don't see any footage of stars. You know, how come you're not taking those same cameras that are you're showing us the terrain of these other planets? taking them and turning around and shooting them back to earth and showing us people upside down on the bottom side of the globe. Why aren't you doing these things? They can't do these things. I don't know. Maybe they'll get to a point with, yeah, maybe they'll get to a point with their, with their artificial intelligence and CGI where they can maybe pull off really tremendous hoaxes. But you know, I don't think that God will give them the authority to, man. I think it's just getting exposed. I think that the blackness is outer, you know, out the outer darkness that the Bible talks about. I think it's the void. It's the, uh, what do they call it? The abyss, you know? And I think it's underneath us and above us, right? I mean, we can only go so far down and we can't drill into the earth only so far down and we can't reach the outer space. And I believe the celestials, the stars, the sun and the moon are inside of the firmament, bro. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. Like you see that meme, it's a great meme. It's like if the sun is so far away and all the lights coming in, then why space dark? And the, I mean, 
And then there's that video where the, the researcher, he's at the bottom of the ocean and he sees a lake, you know, on yeah. the bottom and he goes to it, but he says he couldn't go down. You know, that's the firmament there, you know, and that, I think that guy ended up dead. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. And I think it was only a, like a couple weeks after that footage. And yeah, that is insane, man. Uh, you know, I think the firmament has really become one of the major silver bullets. And obviously, this is the firmamental podcast. But, uh, you know, the firmament is just this amazing thing. And then when you get to researching and you learn about the sun and moon being the negative and the positive, you hear about the Earth's toroidal system and it, it, it emits this electric energy. And then you see what pure oxygen exposed to this toroidal field hardens itself like a crystal and then you read about the terrible crystal and the footstool of God in the heavens. And, uh, you know, and, and we, we, I was even talking to one of our previous guests that, that theorized that maybe even what we think are falling stars could actually be fragments of the firmament falling down into the atmosphere. And since it's pure oxygen, it, 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 it ignites or catches flame or burns out. And that's what we're actually seeing, seeing falling towards earth, not actually shooting stars. Right. So who knows? But also, I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about, even like uh, like shooting stars. Let's just call it a shooting star, right? How come when they fall, they always fall? They fall, right? They don't fall up. Things fall down, but they fall, you know, in a downward angle. But how come when they fall past people in the northern hemisphere, how come people in the southern hemisphere aren't seeing falling stars fall up? If we lived on a round planet, wouldn't that happen? You know, we could talk about radar, sonar, the vast distances, laser tests, like all these things, bro, that just completely blow the Copernic Copernican curve calculations and all this stuff get blown out of the water. And then when you realize all of this stuff was brought up by people that are in the same Bohemian Jesuit club that all worship the same deity, this fallen angel Lucifer, and they've slowly indoctrinated us over a long period of time, that's when it all just hits you. It's the fact of our senses speaking to us and also looking at the evidence and then that combined with scripture bro it's just like once you once you see once you see it once you see the truth you can't unsee it yeah well once you look at the the um evidence without you know the mind control when you, if you honestly give it a chance and look at it it's so obvious you know it's so obvious that it's flat you know and all the pilots you know there's tons of videos there's like no we're not tilting the head down we fly straight, you know, it's, I just, I hope people would give it a chance and really check it out because it will change your life, you know, and flat, I had the flat earth, the flat earth days, um, app and I was with my daughter in the moon. I could see the moon and the sun, you know, and I pulled up the app and I showed her and it was exactly right. You know, it, you know, she's starting to believe, you know, my daughter's seven. And we were, I forget what it was. It might've been a character's name, but she goes, dad, did you hear that name? And I was like, nah. So she said it. She goes, what's that sound like? I was like, Satan. She's like, yup. So she's starting to catch it, you know, cause I, I'm always schooling her. So even she's starting to see it in, you know, TV shows, cartoons, and she's seven. Oh, bro. I know I've had the opportunity to wake up, wake up some of my uh, relatives and I've talked to my younger cousins about this. It's awesome. Hey, Alex, man, uh, jump in. I was just going to say that um, it's amazing how many things that we have to unlearn from yeah. what, what we've been taught. And that really is the term. We need to unlearn. One of the things that Flat Earth Dave taught me right away was the law of perspective. 
And so many of these Globers don't understand the law of perspective. It's like, why can't you see the North Star if you're in Australia? And it's because it's so far, it's so far away, right? And the, when the sun is leaving in the horizon, it's not going down. It's just getting so far out of view. And that, to me, that was a huge wake-up call, was unlearning the lie and learning what the true law of perspective is. And that, to me, that was a huge, like, wow, okay. And then, and then you start digging, right? And then you start looking at some Eric Dubay and some 100 proofs, 200 proofs. And next thing you know, it's like, holy smokes, God is real. Like, I know this for, <laughs> for a fact. And it's, and it's such an overwhelming, amazing feeling. And there, it really bothers me when these like hardcore atheists, um, they're just so determined. They're just so determined to like, like cling to this lie. Like they'll say and do anything and believe their sorcery. And it, you know, the more I sit in the truth, the more it irks me. Like it's like, uh, you know, garlic for a vampire. It just like really bugs me that I don't, you know, I, I just can't stand listening to this crap anymore. Yeah. Yeah, brother. So, uh. What are some of your favorite flat earth points? You know, I know you mentioned a few, sounds like, you know, like maybe flight paths and, and, and pilots and, you know, all their manuals talking about landing on a flat, non-rotating surface, but are, what are some of your, some of your favorite ones or tell me about some recent ones that you've learned about. Um, well, some of my favorites, I, you know, the airplane thing, not nosing down. I noticed that even, even as a child and, you know, if they were flying straight, and it was curving, you know, you'd go out of space. Um, the, the laser tests with the far distances, they could see way too far. Um, it's just once, like, like you said, once you could unlearn the lies, it's just so obvious, you know, to the point where it's almost comical. And, and I agree, like, I get irritated too. Like I said, when I heard this guy on um, Josh's show, and he, he, he knew everything. But when he got to that point, you know, he couldn't, he wouldn't look at it open-minded. He just laughed every time. He wouldn't even talk. He wouldn't say, no, nah, I don't believe. He literally laughed. And yeah. it's like, bro, you're missing a huge part of it. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I was talking about this the other day about, uh, for all those Star Wars nerds out there, imagine if uh, me, Cliff, and Raul had to do maintenance on the Death Star. You guys remember what the Death Star is, right? It's basically like a globe. Yeah, a globe. <laughs> so, so the three of us, we go out to do our maintenance. We're on the outside and we're just like sticking to, to this ball. And then we just like walk to the very bottom and we're just upside down, just standing there doing maintenance because the Gravitron is making our boots, boots stick to it. Like that's, that's the globe right there. Like imagine how stupid <laughs> it, how, imagine how stupid it would be for us to walk down a, Antarctica on the bottom of a globe and just stick to it like that's how simple it is you just got to unlearn the lie because the lie is it's so ridiculous that they laugh at us and they la really laugh at the guys that are defending it and getting pissed off at flat earthers like they really laugh well, at those well gravity is their 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 end all right that's what these people will do that's what these these bots or these freaking retards that troll flat earthers on on social media and listen if you're not a flat earther yet i'm not insulting you i'm just talking about the people that come after us who are asking critical questions that know about more about their heliocentric model than they do we know more about their math we know more about their institutions we can tell you about the date about the people who started it we can tell you all these things and all they know is just the same old things that they were taught and it's all all these theories that gave birth to another theory that gave birth to another theory so you know it's the big bang 
gives birth to evolution and evolution and gravity and then the theory of relativity. It's all theories. It's all theoretical, right? None of these are are known laws, you know? And we need to understand this, like, dude, just because you hear a guy and he's got this title in front of him or he's got this white lab coat, you know, people just think, yeah, they're the authority. They're way smarter than me and it's shut down. And I think a lot of people are are really brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, but some people, for some reason, flat earth, when you bring it up, it's the shut off switch. Just like you said, that guy sh- got shut off immediately. And it's like the end all to, the, to his conversation. And he just shuts down at that point. But, you know, I've learned what I've learned from other truthers is we can still learn a lot from, there's a lot of people who know a lot of stuff. For instance, like Timothy Alberino's one that I'll mention. I recently read his book, Birthright, by the way, which has a globe on the front. And he's got tremendous knowledge of, you know, uh, fallen angels and, you know, scripture, transhumanism, a lot of this stuff. He's got like a huge piece of the puzzle, but he's not a, a flat earther yet. And it's like, uh, I, I can still learn a lot from him, you know? So, and I love his book, by the way, which is still a worthy read, but it's like, learn to eat the meat and throw away the bone. You know what I mean? Consume what's good and get rid of what you can't, you know, use what you can get rid of what you can't. But that's our, our quest as a truther, right? It's like, learn to use the information, pull and dissect what's worthy and discard what's not. But that's where we really have to become sharp. We have to, we have to really, uh, you know, look at things from multiple angles. We have to check different resources. We have to check the resources that they're citing. We have to check. And most of all, run it through the lens of scripture. And does it line up with God's word? Oh my gosh. I got my cat over here meowing in my face. <laughs> you guys could probably hear him, man. He's over here begging for attention, but yeah, man, uh, what do you think, man? What's uh, what's some of the stuff that you've been consuming lately, Cliff? As far as for some of your, is there any books you're reading? Any documentaries that you can uh, you can suggest, or just tell us some of the stuff that you're looking yeah. at? besides Clatter. Um, I've been listening to uh, he's a preacher, JB Hickson. He he actually agreed to do my show. I just locked it down today. Um, he has a book called The Luciferian Agenda. Now this guy's been a preacher for thirty years. And he talks about how he woke up to basically the conspiracy stuff and he linked it all in to, you know, he calls it the Luciferian theory, which is that all the elites, they, they fall Lucifer, you know, and these demonic beings. And he breaks it down so good. And, you know, he knows scripture in and out. Um, he has, what's his, the not by works ministries. That's his, uh, thing. But uh, he, he, I listen to him a lot because I like to hear the Bible aspect of it. Because if I get, I'll notice when I'm listening too much to the conspiracy stuff because I start getting anxious, depressed. And I'm like, whoa, I gotta. So I try staying close to, you know, the Christian stuff too, you know, mix a good mix in. Yeah, you got to learn to stay in the word and 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 do your 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 truth or conspiracy work, but also run it through the lens of scripture and how does it hold up and how would it tie into scripture or how would it fit with the with the you know God's doctrine. Um, yeah, man. Like, there's some things that I would like. Have you uh, have you went and checked out Pastor Omar Thibodeau's uh, six sermon series on on biblical cosmo Hebrew cosmology? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, bro. Bro, that's the best Bible series I've heard on 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 uh, biblical cosmology, dude. Like, 
is tremendous. He's like he's a uh, an African American preacher, um, and uh, he does this six part series. Each one's about like an hour to an hour and a half long. So if you add it all together, I think it's like maybe like seven and a half eight hours. But it's the most tremendous. And not only does he get break it down scripturally, he knows the occult, and, and he also shows real science. Like, wow, it's amazing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send that to you. But uh, what about the coming up December second, man? Pastor Dean Odell, who was on Flat Earth Files, having a flat Earth debate with uh, Greg Locke. That's gonna be oh, big really? time, bro. You oh, know I, about that? You no, I didn't need that, that. bro. So, um, you know, Pastor Dean Odell that was on Flat Earth Files, right? No. Yeah. He's yep. gonna. He's so. There's another. Uh, I'm sorry. He just rubs me the wrong way because he vehemently defends the globe and he insults flat earthers and he's like, "Get that out of my church!" But uh, you know, uh, there's this other pastor, Greg Locke, who's got one of those mega churches, I think, in Tennessee, bro. And uh, him and Pastor Dean Odell are gonna debate flat Earth, dude, both from biblical standpoints and see. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry, dude, but I think. I think that uh, they're going to get exposed, bro. Oh, 100%. I mean, the evidence, if we have enough of these debates, like I have Josh Monday debating um, the author, Jason McCain, on biblical flat earth, because I was talking with him. And then when I bring up flat earth, he made a point. I'm not, I don't believe that. And then he's a super nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But then after the episode, he even waited. And he tried to like convince me otherwise for 30 minutes. I'm like, bro, I know it's true. I, I'm not, there's nothing you can say to make me believe the earth is ground in this space. Like I know the truth now, but I, I think that's what we need because so many people are followers and their mind control and the propaganda is so good. When they just hear yeah. flat earth, they know the ridicule that comes with that. So people... That's their defense. They have flat earth. Whoa, no, that's too much. But I think, like like you said, with us talking about it, these debates, if w once, once flat earth gets to some of these other conspiracies, I think there's going to be, you know, huge awakening because, again, for me, this is the key. Flat earth is the key to everything. Yeah, so, and I'm with you, dude. Like, I know I understand why George kept his show called Flat Earth Files, but I really think, dude, that the firmamental is the globe killer. The, the firmament is the globe killer, right? Uh, you know, I think that understanding the throne of God, understanding the story of the Tower of Babel, understanding Joshua 10, uh, over and over again, the Bible talks about the earth being um, stationary, standing on pillars, immovable. You know, uh, there's so many stories that would even, even, you know, they would always talk about the, when God drew the circle, right. You know, uh, stands above the circle of the earth, you know, but, uh, just because it's a circular shape, a circle's not a sphere, right. A circle could be like a, like a coffee table. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, it's just, and, and just because the moon and the sun appear around, like the the actual planets don't appear that way. Those are CGI renditions on NASA's websites. If you actually look at the celestial bodies in high powered lenses or through these high powered cameras, they actually look like like flickering energy. They don't look like you know. Those are their artist renditions of these things. And just because the sun and the moon appear that way, well, what what? How does a lamp? How does a halogen lamp appear? Right? It, it, if you saw it from a distance, it looks looks round. But you know what I mean, like a spotlight. But is it actually round? 
You know what I mean? Like we can't get to those things. We've never been to the moon. They could say they've been to the moon, but come on, man, we could destroy that real quick, dude. Like they've already been exposed, man. If you guys still believe in the 1969 moon landing, man, that's a joke. That's a joke. And go listen to, I don't know if you listened to the episode that Alex and I did recently, but I'm proud of it, dude. And that needs to become one of our most listened to episodes, but we did a episode called, uh, Firmadome eradicating the deception, bro. And I think we dropped some nukes on that thing. So, uh, yeah, bro. Well, even rainbows, you know, why are rainbows arched that way? It's because there's a, you know, that's the shape of the dome, It, you know, a rainbow. And like you said, the, the stars, when you zoom in, it looks like a light in water. And what is yeah. God's above us? Water. I mean, it, it, it all adds up. If people just look at it critically, it's so obvious. Uh, I was going to say, once the religious leaders all around all around our plane realize that the side effect of flat earth is having more religious followers and that God is real. Like that, to me, that that's the checkmate. Once these hopefully non-corrupt religious leaders from every religion around from every continent, right? Once they realize that flat earth leads people to God, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they be on board with that? That to me, that's, that's a million dollar question. Well, I nailed it. If they, like you said, if they realize that, the evil people know, like, that's why, you know, space leads people away from God. It led me away because you believe this ever expanding, you know, space and then the Big Bang. And they know it's a lie and how good it t- deceives people from God. And like you said, that that's it. Like, if people would just, just start preaching it more people will wake up exactly and it's and it it is going to happen and there are pastors stepping forward such as omar thibodeau and bean odal and you know those are just a couple but i'm sure there's some other ones that are out there you know we got some other pastors like chuck baldwin that are that are putting the sword in uh in the zionist state and the synagogue of satan and we got a lot of pastors doing some amazing things that are starting to gain steam but i think that there are a lot of mega preachers. There's a lot of mega churches. We got the Catholic church in its highest echelons that are working for the enemy and they have infiltrated God's church, right? But what we understand, what we got to understand is the real church is us. The real temple is us, our bodies, where the Holy Spirit lives. And when we can, when we can get that direct connection, man, we can start to expose the the mega re- religiosity, right? Because I think that, you know, I mean, I, I'm sorry, man. I remember back when I was a fledgling baby Christian and I used to watch these televangelists and they, you know, they say, oh, pay $59.99 for our new DVD series and our new book and, and donate to our ministry for this and that. And, you know, they're all about the money and these dudes are flying around in jumbo jets and then they're coming out. You know, how many of these pastors have been exposed as like pedophiles or, or sleeping with young boys and you know look at the look, look at the dark history of the catholic church and listen i'm not slamming catholics there's a lot of good christ-loving catholics out there um you know who i believe are genuinely saved but uh they need to really do a, a, a thorough evaluation of what's going on inside of the vatican bro like <laughs> hey but that's the thing like i again christ um catholicism led me to christ but the truth is and this is my opinion, no offense, 
But there are some Catholics that won't be saved because the way they do mass and like the praying to Mary, like I I went to church every Sunday. They never talk about Jesus really. You know, they're talking about this and that, and it's the same sermon every week. Like people need to go directly to Jesus. The Bible says, "Don't call no man on earth yeah. father." Mm -hmm. And then the name Father, like everything about that church, is anti God, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right, bro. I mean, like there is no intercessors. There is no, you know, um, there's none of that stuff. Pray to the direct source, man. Asking you shall the door shall be open. Seeking you shall find. Asking it shall be revealed to you. I thoroughly believe that. And why are you going to go to another source when you can go to the direct source? That's like me, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense, you know. It's it's very interesting when you read and learn about the synagogue of Satan and the Je Jesuits. And I mean, th that's why there's so many uh, recovering Catholics too right now. And I happen to be married to one that's just totally scarred by religion. And it's it's really sad to see. But when you instinctively know that something is so wrong that you are repelled by it, the, yeah. that says a lot. That says a lot. And uh, that's really unfortunate. No, and I well, hear all the time that Catholicism leads people from God. I hear it all the time for the, exactly what you just said. You, you feel something's wrong and it pushes you away from God when in reality, they, 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 don't, they don't believe in God. Well, you know, I think that... that that dead faith is dead works. And what I mean by that is saying the same prayer over and over again and reciting the same things and the same hymns over and over again and going through these ritualistic, you know, ceremonies and all this stuff. It's, it's uninspired, right? The Holy Spirit is just so amazing and so, uh, out of our comprehension you know, it has so many facets to it and it has the capability to paint the most glorious, you know, pictures, but you're only focusing on the same thing over and over again. It's like you have this tremendous tool that you can do all these tremendous things with, but you're going to choose to do the same thing over and over again. It just doesn't make sense, man. Like what's really is, is like when you see somebody creating music for, for God, or you see somebody creating art or or building something, you know, and giving the glory to God, like that's the actual, you know, the, the fruits, right? Not saying these same ritualistic prayers and doing the same thing over and over again and thinking that some man's the rep, the representation of God behind the pulpit. No, I mean, he's just there. We're all the same, bro. We're all humans. We're all sinners together, man. Like we are nothing without Christ. Christ is the beginning, the, the alpha and the omega He's the beginning and the end, bro. And he's everything like, like throw all that other stuff out, man. And just because somebody, you know, wears this, you know, suit and they stand in front of the pulpit, that doesn't mean that he's your connection to God. Like, yeah, I believe that God raises pastors to shepherd his flock, but you know, they have a lot of responsibility, but they aren't God either. You know, we need to understand that. I think a lot of people worship their priests and their pastors, you know what I mean? Don't put any man before Jesus Christ, but like there's great pastors doing great works and we need to commend them. And I, and I commend the ones that are out there doing God's work, but, but the ones that, that are misleading God's church, man, woe to them, man, for, wow. I, you know, 
and like, I was going to ask you, uh, Cliff, have you had any like, um, you know, since this big, all this major changes, all these big things, the podcast this year, have you had, have you had any like really amazing positive things or weird negative things being attracted to you or, to you this year or that you could tell? Yeah, for sure. When I start, when I start, um, pushing God and trying to wake people up, I definitely feel spiritually attacked at times. Um, and for me, that just tells me I need to be praying more and start reading the word more. Um, like I love John 8.32, and you will know the truth and it will set you free. You know, that was my experience for me when I learned that, you know, the earth is flat and there's no space. That really did set me free. And the other thing was when I finally put Jesus first, because how I grew up, like, I couldn't imagine. I, I remember I used to pray about this, like, God, I can't put you over my daughter. Like, she's my daughter and my responsibility. And I don't know. I always fought with that. But then when I finally got to the point, I said, God, you know what? I need to put you first and everything else will be all right. And that's really when my life started changing and a lot of, like, <clears throat> the depression and anxiety, that stuff went away. Um, and that's where, really where I found my strength in faith through Christ was when I put God first. Yeah, because you realize like he gave us these gifts, like our children, all three of us are fathers, you know, and like those are gifts that came from him, you know. Yeah. And yes, he's placed us to be uh, the caretakers and and the to raise these children. But when he's our anchor, we have even more to give them. You know, because it's a well that's everlasting, you know, and, yeah. and we might fall short and we might make mistakes, you know, and do things in front of our kids or, or say, see, say things sometimes that, that we regret. But uh, when we have God, we always have the truth to go back to and fall on and repentance and growth. And yeah, man, when you realize it's that everlasting well, man, it, it, it makes you a more dynamic parent. You have more to give. Absolutely. And and that's what I like um like about JB Hickson, like not by works, like that used to drive me crazy. Like, am I doing enough? Am I gonna make it? You know, and he preaches like once you accept Jesus, you're saved. That's it. Like it's a gift, and all you're gonna do is receive it. You don't have to do nothing else. And that message really kind of make things clear for me. I didn't have to stress like you know, obviously I try being like Jesus and loving everybody and walking the way, walking um, righteously as much as possible. But uh, once I realized that and it made sense, it's a gift. Like there's nothing you can do to mess it up. You know, things, that was another thing that really helped me stay on a steady path. Yeah, for me too, it's, and, and I feel you, grace is a gift and it is the most glorious of all gifts forgiveness but at the same time when you truly love him and and you know he's real even though we might mess up and we make mistakes and and sometimes we fall back to old ways or we do something and then we 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 feel regret for doing what we did we we repent and we pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and we stand back up again and we continue on we don't continue on in the same thing and just walk further, further away from our faith. Right. And there are people, you know, I was guilty of that too. You know, the, like the story of the prodigal son, there's been times in my life where I have 
you know, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm a believer. I have Jesus. If you would have asked me, you know, even when I was using drugs and drinking all the time, you know, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? I might've even been high sometimes talking about God, but you know what I mean? Like I was really in no place to do it because I wasn't going to have an impact because I wasn't a, a, a solid representation of him, but I would still say it, you know what I mean? But like now when I'm going through hard times and I've recently been facing some pretty like what before I would have considered something that would be life crippling and just like, I would just feed into the negativity and just let it spiral throughout my mind. But now I just realize it's just a refining period and this is only making me stronger. And if I focus on the negative, I'm not going to achieve the positive and just continue this. I, I don't pray like a, like a slave anymore. I pray with, with gratitude, knowing that my prayer has already been answered and just maintain positivity and know no matter what's thrown at me is like, I still, I have the capability to get through it because I know the everlasting God and I don't let it break me down. And it's yes, dude, it is like, I don't know, dude, it is the, the anti-depression shatter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, Alex, you asked me that question about, has anything happened? Um, it just popped in my mind. I had watched a video where they were explaining how you say Yahweh and how it's actually your breathing Yahweh. And my cousin told, that's what he said to me. He goes, when I took my last breath, God basically explained how, like, that is God, our breath. Like, once he took his breath, that was it. Like, and it just made sense. Like, God was showing me um, how, you know, how he breathed life into us. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we get confirmation through through other believers, right? And through other people, like you'll be studying something or you read something and you're not quite getting it or you, you, you read something and you're like, wow, that's amazing, but I'm not sure if I understand that. You pray about it and then you just so happen to run into somebody and they mention either that exact scripture or something related to it and they, and they bring confirmation of what you were asking God. That happens like all the time as a believer, right? And I've heard the same thing. I thought that was a tremendous teaching. I saw somebody on Instagram actually, and they were talking about that YHWH. We added the A and the E in there, but it's actually your first inhale and your last exhale. It's the very essence of life. It's the breath. A word so holy, it can't even really be pronounced. But uh, yeah, it is the literally the our breath is a gift given to us. You know what I mean? And it, and, and it is literally the name of God, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, anything else, man? Alex, any other questions you got for for Cliff over here? Oh, I just I just love hearing stories, so I'm just trying to pull some stories out of Cliff that's gonna blow my mind, you know. And he he did such a good job on Flat Earth Files, and man, I was just like, I, I mean, I was excited for him to come on. So I mean, any if he can like bless me with a couple cool stories that I can think about while I'm walking my dog tomorrow, I'm I'm happy. So. But, yeah, I mean, me, I got some personal testimony. When I was younger, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Growing up where I did, how I did, it was so hard. Like, like I said before, like I always had a big heart, and the people around me were so vicious. And I'm like, why? Why does everything affect me? Like, why can't I be vicious like them? And I used to think there was something wrong with that. But now I understand it was a blessing. Like, but I see now, you know, God made me to be who I was. You know, I always stood up for righteousness, for good, 
And even though everybody around me was trying to be a gangster and following the herd, something inside me just, you know, knew that was the wrong thing. Like, don't follow the herd, be a leader. And um, yeah, I mean, I, some of the, the, the stories I got all X-rated, you know, before being a dad. Now, now I'm just a boring dad. You know, I play some Fortnite with my daughter, do some coloring. So that's pretty wild. So who got, so who kind of instilled that faith in you? Was it your grandfather? Was it your dad, your mom? Honestly, it, it was just God because, um, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic and, um, drugs. It was in my home. There was very little love. Um, my mom grew up in the projects, five brothers, five sisters, family, 11, dirt poor. So she would have these wild nights and, you know, I, I did go to Catholic church, so I knew of God. So like when I was having these nights where it was so bad, you know, I would just run in my room and I would pray. And that, that was my connection to God. So needing him at such a young age, I don't know. I just had that connection with him and it always stuck with me. Yeah. I, so, had, uh, I did that too, because I didn't have a safe home and that's kind of, your last resort, right? You just kind of pray for safety from, if you can't have it from your parents, then you got to go to your real dad, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I got to ask, man, <clears throat> you're from Boston. You, you grew up in Boston too, correct? Yeah. So is this like, uh, like, a, a, a at Irish Catholic neighborhood, you know, kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, every time, I, every time I see that, I always think of, uh, uh, what's the Matt Damon movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is that yeah? That's what I think when I think about Southie. <laughs> no, they, yeah. they can't put it perfect. Like that's how that's how it was. Like, dude, that's I, I remember. Like, oh yeah, he picked on me in third grade, and then we'd go beat him up, and that's really how it was. There was a lot of good people, and it was a tight knit community. You know, we had Whitey Bulger, who was you know, that's what I needed to bring up lobster. And then his brother was like that top politician. So, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, we, there was a lot of power there. Um, but now it's, you know, no one's there. When I grew up, there was so many kids. And this Thanksgiving, Southie, I couldn't even play football because they didn't have enough people. Like, there's no kids there. And it's, it's wild. The, the depopulation's working for sure. Dude, I just got such a love for like the Irish culture and I love your guys' accent and I love that East Coast swagger. I've never been to uh to Boston or New York or some of these places, but like, dude, I definitely need to go at least one time in my life. So so when the firmamental crew uh heads out there, man, we're definitely gonna link up. You ever end up out here in the desert too, you 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 all at your boy, man. I'll put you up. Absolutely. I I was actually gonna say like when I heard you Cliff on the Flat Earth Files, like you know when you hear somebody's voice, you kind of picture them, right? Yeah. And then I saw you tonight. I'm like, what the hell? This is not the guy that I pictured <laughs> at all. I'm like, this is like the cooler version of Everlast from House of Pain. And I'm like, how? How is this happening that we're talking talking to this guy? And I just pictured kind of like this big bus driver with a. <laughs> Constant accent. It's like total opposite. So I just thought that was kind of funny. I realized we're doing an audio, but for all the listeners out there, I'm like, this guy's like way cooler than I, I pictured in my mind. And I just thought, found that hilarious. Just like I pictured George Hobbs being very different too. And when I finally saw him, so it was different. 
No, Hobbs yeah, blew my mind. I totally had a different vision of Hobbs. I that guy, I was like, mm, that would screw me up. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh for the people that can't see, you know, uh Cliff looks pretty damn cool, man. He's got like a like a black muscle shirt on and he's got these tattoo sleeves and a and a gold uh gold Jesus chain on with a fedora cap just looking slick, bro. My brother's looking good, man. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, for sure, bro. You're you're a cool character, and uh, we're definitely glad to spend some time with you, man. Is there anything else that you want to leave the firmamentalist with before we call it a night? And uh, you know, just tell them more about where they can find you. Something about your Instagram page, what other social media platforms you're utilizing. Uh, you again mentioned the podcast. Uh, you know, we'll add your email in the show so uh, listeners can reach out to you. And uh, yeah, for people that want to. Uh, to get down to on another podcast, man. My brother's got a great forum, so I know you're always looking for intriguing guests. And uh, I- I'm definitely going to reach out to a couple of casts that I've heard on your show as well. And uh, you know, if there's any people that have been on the Firmamental podcast that you're interested in, just let me know, man. I'll make it happen for you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you could you could find me on Spotify, Rumble, YouTube. It's all True to Faith, capital letters, one word. Um, my Facebook is Cliff True to Faith. Um, yeah, come check it out. I'll, I'll give these guys my email if someone wants to come on and tell their testimony, um, talk about their faith. I would definitely love to have them on. Definitely. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, it's been a great night. Uh, fun hanging out with my brother. Uh, we're going to call it an evening. But remember, Firmamentalist, protect your domes. And we'll see you next time. Peace. How do we find ourselves here within these walls and chains as a teardrop lands? Who is there to blame?
eyes turn 